0: BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.
1: Has a narcissist in your life ever confirmed your very worst fears about yourself? And if so, why do you think that they did that? And how did they manage to do it so effectively that it took you a very long time and an awful lot of work to overcome that? And if you're in the process of it, you definitely know what we're talking about here. So let's just discuss around this subject to try and throw some light and understanding on the steps that go on in a relationship with a narcissist. To bring you to the point of I'd say radical self-doubt where you really don't know who you are anymore and you doubt your confidence. You don't have any. You doubt your ability to be you and you're grappling around trying to piece reality back together. So taking it from the very beginning. A narcissist obviously views another person another human being as a resource as somebody that they can obtain narcissistic supply from which in its essence is emotional reaction to something a narcissist does and validation and belief in the self mask so they have to pick a candidate who is going to be very suitable for this role to fit into and that candidate Sometimes we'll have to be anybody if they have to make do with what we call a person who's a supply to the narcissist, they have to pick up a temporary or a transitionary supply. But the narcissist's ideal supply is going to be someone who is aware of their their faults, if you want to put it like that, or what they perceive as faults in themselves, but is also a, a giver and a helper and overgives even would be the ideal for a narcissist so the narcissist knows when they see this person or they perceive this person is the ideal source of narcissistic supply to be brought into an intimate relationship they need to embed or do the buy-in on that person so the buy-in is basically two-pronged one it's learning the person's vulnerabilities and two it's learning the opposite of the vulnerabilities and how to actually get that person hooked on the narcissist's supply. Because this is going to be a two-way transaction. The narcissist will work every angle to try and make their source of supply, their partner, dependent on them just as they are on the partner. So what they'll essentially do is get all the information on you in relation to, to your past What really ticks you off? What triggers you? What your vulnerabilities are? And then they're going to start building you. They're going to start building you up, building your confidence up. Kind of gaslighting you that they're actually on your side, that you two should be together. And, you know, all the people that have been negative towards you in your life in any which way, shape or form, even to the insiest bit are going to be made into your enemies, your joint enemies and the narcissist is going to really have your back and will focus on any negative energy you have or thoughts about yourself in relation to other people. So what they're going to do is build you up so that you feel absolutely amazing. They're going to tell you actually all the good things about yourself and they're going to, for the first time maybe in your whole life, give you that intense individual attention which appears like true love in that they see all your qualities and they want you to see them too. That my friends is essentially the hook. It's a very hard hook to resist. Some of us haven't had that particular individual attention where our confidence is brought to a level where we actually individuate as people from our home situation and we lap it up because for the first time ever, you're feeling exquisitely a sense of belonging to yourself and wonderful. What they do in this stage is actually praise you also to others. Um, they may bring you around to their family or their friends and really vamp you up in front of the friends and family to be this great person. And, you know, we can often think, gosh, this person really does love me. They're really proud of me and they're showing me off to the friends and family. But in actual fact, in essence, what they're actually doing is showing the family and friends. I am so great. This is the narcissist. Now, I'm so great that I've managed to hook me this this wonderful person. So it's all about the narcissist and that they deserve it and they want other people to be envious of them. But we don't see that at the time. So it kind of gives the narcissist a double whammy in that it's hooking their source of supply and it's giving them narcissistic supply from the attention other people are giving them as they're pushing their new partner into family and friends' faces. So narcissists will always, always get the most money, get the most um, product for their book, if you know what I mean. They Their manipulations are two and threefold in that they will bring the narcissist advantages they don't they're not wasters if you know what I mean they are wasters but they don't waste opportunities or manipulations they're going to get benefits from all angles as long as the manipulations are working for them and as long as you don't have the blinders off as long as you aren't awakened and can see exactly what's going on and it is so predictable and they all do it so once you're you've gone through the narcissistic initiation and got the education, you would be so much, so much easier to spot a narcissist going forward. Okay, so essentially what they do, so I'm just looking at my notes, guys. Essentially what they do is they build a fake world for you and them. They build a fake reality and they put you in this part that allows you to be the great person that you actually are, that you actually are, that with a bit of nurturing prior to this, Or probably along the way, if you hadn't met the narcissist, you would have come into full bloom, so to speak. So they basically force your fruition or fertility or blossoming. And it feels absolutely goddamn wonderful. That's all I can say. And I know you guys know what that feels like. The love bomb of the narcissist, where they prop you up, make you feel amazing and actually build it on truth, which is that's another Kind of cognitive dissonance thing that's really hard to get our heads around when we are when the narcissist actually at the end confirms our worst fears. Um, because that 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 was real, you know, when they were building you up. When they were using your qualities and building on your qualities, you believed it because you knew you had those qualities, but they just made them helped you to make them flourish by believing in you. Simple as that. So just at this point, I would like to say. I'll give you an example of this in real time. And in my opinion, it would be very well displayed in the interaction Meghan Markle would have with Prince Harry. She would have come into his life and he would have had, he had a life, I don't know what was going on, but he had a life and he certainly wasn't going against his family and he didn't seem to be distressed. He just seemed to be having a normal life on the face of it. But he obviously had some resentment towards what would have happened to his mom and towards his family. Now, saying that that resentment might have been 15 or 20 percent of his life, that he kind of kept dimmed down. And the rest of his life he was focusing on and he was more living in the other 80 percent. A narcissist comes along and they pull out, they pull out that 20 percent and they really use it. They really weaponize that against their target or victim. And they make them believe and exaggerate that 20% and say, come on board in vamping that negativity up in the person and saying, I'm on your side. Together we can expose this, we can beat this, even though what's come about is a whole load of hypocrisy. The narcissist will get their hooks in in that way, just as I'm saying in this example. And the end hasn't come For Meghan Markle's partner, but this is what is going to unfold, in my humble opinion, as the relationship deteriorates. But that is a prime example of Meghan Markle, say, bringing out Prince Harry's worst fears in himself and going against his whole family in relation to harping on the wound about his mother's death and his mother's mistreatment within the family. So she totally turned him right against the family, isolated him. And created this fake reality in which he now lives where they're both espousing, you know, love and kindness and care and communication. And they've both ostracized both families. So there's that's going on in real time for you to actually look at and see how that unfolds. And we will get into the rest of that in this part of the podcast as to how then you get pulled down from that high place of self worth and self belief, when the narcissist starts to see you shining too greatly, and your wonderfulness and your self confidence is brimming, and other people are seeing it, that takes attention from the narcissist, makes the narcissist feel inferior because you're the one that's shining. You're starting to put in boundaries and say, you know, expect him more for yourself because. Your self-respect and self-value has increased. The narcissist says, no, 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 no. That ain't gonna happen. I only wanted you to feel good about yourself so I could hook you and own you and you belong to me. So I am taking that away from you now because this is the time where you need to pour out the servitude and gratitude because it was I, me, God that did this for you, that made you feel so great It belongs to me, doesn't belong to you. And that's when the person starts the period of self-doubt. Because the narcissist essentially says, I believed in you and I took you into this film, movie set with me and I put you in a part. And I am telling you now that you're getting too big for your boots. I will remove you from that part Because you weren't good enough in it. You didn't add up. And the narcissist starts to strip you down in the devaluation phase. To bring you into a horrific phase of the pre-discard, mini-discard phases. The silent treatments and the torturous flip of your self-belief. And your association then with the feel-good factor and the fact that the self-belief wasn't generated from you or of you, even though you believed in yourself, it's dependent totally on the narcissist's validation of that self-belief. So what is actually necessary is that that has to occur again, that self-belief and build-up, but it has to come from you in the recovery phase. So this is the tricky bit. This is the bit where you're navigating gushing streams of water and trying to get to the other side. You're holding on to rocks, you're slipping off and you need help and guidance probably at this stage. And that's often why we search out this information to get us to the other side of the stream, so to speak, when the narcissist starts to strip you starts to take your self-respect and your newfound self-belief and confidence away because the narcissist owns it in their minds. So they're starting to devalue you. In the devalue that they do, they seek to slap you with the truth in the moment. Their truth in the devaluation stage, that you're not all that. I believed in you in the beginning. Everybody believed you in the beginning, but the people that said bad things or negative things about you as you grew up. And here we have Prince Harry again, the small percentage of their life where there was negativity or other people put them down for whatever reason or said that they weren't good at this or they weren't good at that. The little negative section of of negative belief that we all have in our lives the narcissist vamps up at the beginning and at this sorry vamps up with other people against other people in the beginning they weaponize it to isolate you from other people saying all those people were wrong in the beginning and in the end what they do is they vamp it up again saying all those people and the tiny percentage of people and the tiny percentage of negative beliefs that was all true That was all actually true. I did my best for you. I believed in you. I really believed in you. And I supported you. And I gave you every opportunity to be the person that you told me you were. And I thought that you were. But in actual fact, the truth was the negative stuff and what those people said. And now I see that what those people said about you is actually true. And that is the absolute mind mess that the narcissist will bring you through that process that you get towards the end. And what has actually happened is whatever negativity you carried within yourself has been weaponized against you with the slap on the face by the narcissist with their supposed truth when they want to dump you, discard you, devalue you. When they've had the use out of you in the devaluation phase where you've pumped out narcissistic supply and you continue to do so until they find a fresh source that they're going to do the buy in for and go through the whole process again. Exactly the same. They weaponize, in summary, your self-doubt and make it into a self-belief. But the self-belief that they build up within you and with you is dependent on their say-so and the narcissist validity of it. And people often, when the narcissist then devalues them and leaves, really go down to zero because this person who has believed in them and who has propped them up in the love bomb stage and has been, had their back in inverted commas, a knife in their back but has had their back supposedly against anyone that ever dissed you or put you down in the past then the narcissist goes over weaponizes your love and your belief in them against you because you have attached to the narcissist you have listened to what the narcissist says you have believed the narcissist has your back and is telling you the truth And this person who becomes a parent-like figure sometimes in their supposed care of you in the love bomb stage and telling you and guiding you all for their own purposes, all for manipulative purposes, they then weaponize that love and belief you have in them against you. And it's very crushing when they tell you that they no longer believe in you and that they believe the opposite and they compound within you That they feel fully sure that your self-doubts are the only true thing about yourself and that they secretly are confirming your worst fears about yourself, yourself as being true. Instead of you being the best self, they are telling you that in actual fact there's no hope for you and they're leaving you and abandoning abandoning you and rejecting you because you are the amalgamation of your worst fears. That's why it's so hard and one of the reasons it's so hard to recover from this narcissistic abuse that creeps up on you, that you are totally mesmerized by, that is the opposite of the truth and you get to a place where you are left with nothing of yourself, your beliefs in yourself are shattered and the only beliefs you're left with are, well, I must be a bad person because the person that believed in me has now rejected me. Etc, etc, etc. Then the work starts. And then the reforming of the self. Reforming of your good beliefs. Looking at your bad bad beliefs about yourself and your negative beliefs. And putting them in the place that they deserve to be put. And working through all that until you become a person, a narcissist, can never take down. Because you're never going to be that vulnerable again. In relation to the picture you have of yourself. So you turn it around and make it into something. That's going to. Double your self value and self belief at the end of the day. After being through this torturous process. Where your mind is messed with. Where your love is weaponized against you. Have a very blessed day. Look after yourselves. Don't think badly of yourselves. Please, after this experience, know that you're on a journey. And if you use this experience for the betterment of yourself, eventually, and don't let this trigger anyone, you will use your survival of the experience as a gift, not the fact that you met the narcissist or went through this hell, but your recovery. And what you've done for yourself will become a gift that keeps on giving. Bye for now.